Hey guys, Henning and Morten here from Flip Normals, and today we have a very special guest with us. It's uh, Emilia Stabel from Hello. Media Molecule, yep. and we want to take you through a topic of how to reach your goals as an artist, mm. and I think she's the perfect candidate to have in on this talk. Thank you very much. So, uh, you want to introduce yourself to the to the people? Yeah, definitely. So, my name is Emily, as Morten said. I currently work at Media Molecule, which is a game studio in the UK. We are working on a game called Dreams for the PS4. And I'm going to just try and give you guys a brief introduction to what it actually is. Uh, I think the best way to describe the project is that it is a ginormous tool bundle that allows creative people to do whatever it is they want on a PlayStation 4. So it all runs on a PlayStation 4. And it's sort of this creative tool uh, where you can both do 3D, audio, like concept design. It's like Adobe Suite all bundled together in one. Um, we are currently making a triple A game with it ourselves, a sort of one giant tech demo that will then, uh, it's under production and it will be released. Well, that's actually to be announced, so I can't <laughs> say that. Uh, and I work on it as a character environment artist. I also do a bit of game design. Uh, we recently went to GTC and presented which went really great and people are excited about it. So and so am I. Yeah. Some, some cool demos yeah. that came out of it. I was very impressed with the audio tools as well. It's beyond crazy. And it's on a PS4. Yeah, yeah like everything <laughs> is on a PS4. It's nuts. <laughs> don't need a PC anymore, guys. Just get a <laughs> just get dreams. <laughs> just get dreams, yeah, you're covered. No, it's I think it's a like from a technology point of view, it it looks very interesting. It looks very interesting what people can do with it, yeah. how they can start to prototype with it maybe and yeah i think what the best thing is about it that it's written on a very intuitive code so once you understand how it works i mean the first couple of days the learning curve is steep but once you get into the how the system works you can branch that sort of gap between design art audio all those other things where you normally need to have a whole education because mm. everything is written on like the same system so you can discover a lot of like underlying passions with playing with this software. Um, all of those technical barriers you usually have, they they sort of just fall away. So so it makes it easy to it makes it easy explore other to, yeah, and to just sort of paths. enhance because you don't have to think about the technical stuff. You just take the creative decisions. And yeah, it makes it easy for you. I've seen uh, some of the sculpting demos as well. They yeah. look it looks it looks like a very because I'm used to sculpting in ZBrush. Yeah. Looks very different yeah. from sculpting ZBrush. Yeah. Actually, it looks kind of like um, now with the new stuff in ZBrush. It looks oh, a little this, more. The sculptor's pro mode. Yeah, that kind of stuff. And, and you're sculpting yeah. with like PlayStation Move controllers. Yeah, <laughs> which like is the insane. controllers. In you can space. Do, yeah. yeah, you can do everything on the Move controllers and on the DualShock as well. But it's basically all based on hand gestures. Mm. And now it's gonna sound a little spacey, but like you wave your hand <laughs> and you add down geometry and you wave your other hand and that's a river and like and. It's all you can do like it sounds so cheesy but like your fantasy is what is this the sky is the limit basically you can do whatever it is your imagination can come up with i think it's one of those things that you sort of just have to see for yourself to understand it because it all sounds a little bit like dark magic when i'm talking about <laughs> it <laughs> but when you actually see it it makes sense and you realize that holy shit this is gonna open up the creative industry to a lot of kids yeah. a lot of people who can't afford an education uh, they do it on the PlayStation 4 at home and they can make amazing games. 
or film or whatever it is they want to do. So yeah. if anyone from Pixelogic or Autodesk is listening, please uh, please do this in <laughs> your software as well. We want this <laughs> in ZBrush. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> no, it looks very accessible. Yeah, and absolutely. A lot of fun to play yeah. around. I think after you did the GDC demos and you also had some, some demos before GDC, just yeah, we've had a lot level building and mm. that really up until that point I didn't really get it. Yeah. Like I kinda got it. Yeah, but it's I so hard to explain. Really get it. I mean if if you guys are interested, you just need to Google Media Molecule, go to our YouTube channel or our Twitch, you'll see all the live demos. We'll pick everything apart for you so you get an idea about how powerful this is. So mm -hmm. go check it out. I yes. can't remember mm -hmm. if uh, you mentioned but uh, Media Molecule made Little Big Planet yeah. before yeah. that yeah. as well. One, two and three. Yeah. <laughs> Three was actually outsourced to another studio, so they that's made why Little Big Planet one, one and two. two. <laughs> one and two. That's why three is not as good as the other ones. And Tearaway, Tearaway tear as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I will definitely include a link to Dreams and Media Molecule yeah. in the description. Mad yeah. shout out to those people. Yeah, they do cool some stuff. crazy stuff over there in Guildford. <laughs> <laughs> so, wanted to talk about the whole how to reach your goals. And uh, that's why you're here. Um, I it mean, is. we could totally talk about it as well. But we wanted to get your perspective because you are working in games and yeah. we're not. Yeah. And just sort of the journey that you went on to build up your portfolio and how you've reached your the, skills, your skills, my skills, your people skills, the, the, the oh, top the of Mount skills. Everest now. Yeah. How close yeah. are you to the top? So I'm very far away from the top. <laughs> I think once I reach the top, there'll probably be another Mount Everest right behind it. That's usually, um, that's usually how it is. Uh, yeah, I think I started out actually thinking I was at the top of Mount Everest as a 17-year-old, <laughs> thinking that I was just the best. As we all do. Classic 17-year-old. I was amazing. <laughs> I was the best artist who have ever been on this planet. <laughs> and you get into the animation workshop. We all went to the animation workshop, so we're kind of in the same boat in the terms of how we got into the industry. Um, but you come there and you think, well, this is going to be easy. I'm going to slay. Mm. It's going to be cool. And you realize that you suck <laughs> <laughs> at everything, at people, oh, yes. at art, at leadership, all of it. There's so much to learn. Uh, so you really just have to buckle down and just work very hard. Like it's a, a lot harder than you ever thought you were going to work. Um, yeah. And that's sort of like. We have a lot of assignments in school and you have to follow those, obviously, and that's hard enough on its own. But the way the approach that I took to building my portfolio, which I think all three of us took, is that you you want to try and do as much spare time projects next to school as you yeah. possibly can because you need to figure out what is your style, what is it you're really good at doing, not necessarily just what do you love doing, but what are you really talented at. Build on that and you really only have your spare time to figure that out. So I think it's very important that you spend a great deal of your time in school doing spare time projects to build your portfolio. Ideally, you don't want to have any school assignments in that <laughs> no. final reel at all because realize that everyone did those, so everyone's reels is going to come out looking the same if that's yeah. the case and you want to sort of set yourself apart from your competition. Yeah. Uh, so I think that was probably the number one thing that made my reel successful. So it's basically crunch from like day one. I think it's also um, important that to, even to think about that when you're working. Like, so now that oh you're yeah. working professionally mm. and like now you just go to a different kind of school. Yeah. I mean, you're still learning and yeah. there's still people, you, you have an assignment that you create and I mean, obviously it has more of an impact than yeah. when you're in school because you're doing a game. Yeah. But if you just go home after work and you just go like, okay, I'm looking at this, just going to Netflix and chill from now on, mm -hmm. then I think it's hard for people to 
evolve and develop their own skills because it really is you're you're working on dreams and someone mm-hmm. has a clear vision for dreams mm-hmm. which is not your vision no it's, it's just i mean maybe it's a collective vision but yeah it's not for but it's you still up to me to make that vision happen mm. and add my own spice to that vision and sort of yeah add the love and the storytelling because i mean, for me, art is very, very personal. You gotta make it personal. I went to GDC and I saw a talk with the art director from Monument, Monument Valley, and he had such a great point that you need to make your art personal because no one else is gonna do it for you. Yeah. No one else is gonna come and say to your generic knight and say like, "Oh, did he lose his mother when he was like a child? Are you are you thinking about your family while you're making this?" No They're one's just gonna not gonna like, care about not it. They're not gonna no exactly. They're not gonna ask so, you questions. You're just gonna gloss over it yeah. like all the millions of pieces they have. Exactly. So that's why you gotta do those spare time projects because you gotta make it personal. Otherwise, people are not gonna remember your stuff. Yeah, so. you shouldn't underestimate how many applications these companies get they every get a day. Lot. Yeah. They it's, get a ton. it's you have to auto filter it like, yeah. like <laughs> yeah. it's insane so if you don't impress or stand out yeah. instantly mm-hmm. then you know chances are it's your first piece yeah. you know yeah. your first piece has to be excellent and if it's not you know we click next, next <laughs> maybe, application maybe it's like right your first there. piece is kind of trash but and the rest of them the 20 others are amazing but yeah. maybe they never got to Show make your, your first best. piece good yeah. make that the best yeah. one it sounds brutal but we will when and I review applications myself for artists that apply to Media Molecule I look at the first two to three pieces and if I'm not impressed by them it sounds brutal but I'll skip to the next one so mm-hmm. you just gotta make it count but that's because they're you can you can tell who they are how good the artist is by that yeah i mean if the first two are trash the third one is not going to be good if exactly. the first two are good the next one might also be good but you, you clearly set a pattern here if yeah if two are not good you know there's no yeah. any, not really any point in review it's it. hard to recover from that because that will be the first impression yeah so yeah definitely morton made a point here earlier which was that um you you gotta just take charge of your own career like you gotta just do what you want to do you have to keep doing spare time projects here and and one of the reasons you want to do this is one particularly once you start working you, maybe you dig get tasks you aren't really too fond of if you mm-hmm. want to be a, a character artist and you keep doing props you don't want to get too good at that because then you'll <laughs> only be getting props you you need to you need to just take charge if you want to do only characters or environments or whatever it is you want to do you got to just keep doing this in your spare time and you got to just prove to your the, the other people in the studio that you can do the job you want to do yeah. if you get too good at something you don't want to do you're stuck in like, a really yeah, it's, rock it's, yeah. the, it's the printer guy <laughs> yeah. don't become too good at like You've making coffee and, yeah. yeah i I was good at creating community art, so I was at one point, and it was fun, you know. Yeah. But at the same time, I want to World be Penguin Day, World <laughs> Penguin Day, Happy yeah. Cheese I mean, that Day. That is important. It is important, but yeah. Essentially, nobody will guide you in your career. Like you got to take charge. Same, like it's exactly the point they made before about about doing personal work in school. If you do the school work, that shows no personality. Shows that you haven't. You don't really care. You know the basics. Yeah, you that's know the, what it shows. You know the basics, and every you have twenty five people, thirty people, a hundred people, depending on where you go, which have the exact same reel. Why would we pick you over somebody else? You gotta, you gotta stand out here, and you gotta show passion. Yeah. That's a big thing. Absolutely. And talking about passion, uh, one thing that I think is very important to mention is that when I applied for my internship, that's sort of part of the education we all took. That as I think it was on the third year. Everyone has to apply for an internship and preferably abroad if you can get it yeah. because 
in Denmark, there's not a lot of jobs to get, so you gotta like get out yeah. of the country. Essentially, <laughs> um, I researched a lot of companies and I found MM, and it's said loud and clear on the website: we do not currently take interns, we do not currently offer any jobs, or we do not hire. And I just decided to apply anyway. So I'm not gonna take no for an answer. Yeah. I thought, you know, it's worth a shot at least. And they guess what? They got back to me and yeah. I got an interview and I got an internship there. So I think it, that's an important lesson to learn that you just gotta apply anyway. Because if you are good enough and if they really love your stuff, most companies will actually make space yeah, for yeah, you yeah. if you fit sure. in. If you're good enough, you know, there's no reason yeah. to reject you. It's and particularly because your your stuff fits so perfectly to what they were doing like it's not that you made uh, you made like crazy like dragons and super realistic and then Meteor Molecule was looking for something yeah. different like your <laughs> they could this is something i've been talking to a lot of people about they could envision you in their production right away there wasn't any like oh is there maybe room for her or whatnot it was like well, we need this person. We we have we have a shortage of this exact skill here, and the yeah. skill you had here was super cute, stylized work, and that's that's really that's really needed in a lot of fields. And yeah, if, if you can like cater yeah. definitely to the company or find a company that fits your style, yeah. which is the better <laughs> way around, in my opinion. I guess that's also easier. Like if, if we were to apply to games companies with our VFX reels, <laughs> that wouldn't make any sense because no. we don't display any of the skills that they're no. looking for. So. There's definitely something to be said for sort of tailoring. Yeah. For definitely. tailoring to what you want to do, I yeah. guess. Yeah, as much as you can, and yeah. make your um, application personal as well. Don't be like, dear sir or madam or whoever <laughs> this may concern. Hey, Pixar, just, and you no. send it to DreamWorks. Yeah, yeah they've just, done that a lot. I know. <laughs> just, they will reject you as uh, like on the spot for it's that. It's not even gonna reach the inbox before it's rejected. No, <laughs> no they probably have filters which has where DreamWorks in it. That's amazing. This yeah. goes into the trash bin, which we yeah. burn. <laughs> yeah, just be yourself, because yeah. it, it all ties into that. Like, who are you as a person, yeah. and how you're gonna fit in? Because no one wants to hire a robot, so just make sure that I would you are you. I would say that your soft skill is like maybe 40 percent like i would like to clarify the terms here like i would say we have hard skills and soft skills hard mm -hmm. skills is like how good are you, are you at getting the job done it's like how good are you in the software and how, how how good are you at actually producing a job well your soft skills is how good are you as a person like these yeah. are the skills which are tricky to learn because <laughs> this is how good you are communicating how caring are you are you good at actually getting the communicating your ideas to people here so super important that you have high level of both. If you only have hard skills and you only show impeccable topology or whatnot, but it's <laughs> it's boring and generic and there's no personality in it. Yeah. That's a bit that's a bit hard to be honest. There, there, there are definitely cases where someone might only require hard skills Absolutely. for something. You know, Absolutely. maybe not a lot of human interaction or you're not doing a lot of stuff that requires you to talk to people and yeah. stuff. You're just doing the work. Yeah. Sitting at home doing freelance, maybe that's one of the cases. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, but you'd still need people around for that, otherwise yeah. you'd go crazy. You generally want to be a pleasant person. <laughs> Don't guess. underestimate yeah. how, how important that is. Yeah. We see that all the time. People getting people getting hired in a local pub because they're a good bloke. Yeah. Mostly it's because it's 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 not a I mean it's a bigger industry now, but it's everyone Everyone knows everyone. Yeah. It is actually fairly small. It is. And it, if you get a reputation for being kind of a douche 
Yeah. Then it's really weird now, that. like how how small the industry is, because you're looking at the whole film and game industry, and like they're billion dollar industries. So like Black Panther just hit a billion dollars at the box office. Yeah, it's one. It's like on the top ten of highest earning movies of all time now, and all that. And it's insane. Wow. And you're earning so much money. And then you're looking at how many, like particularly what Mort and I do, and we, you know, we we are specialized in the way we do character modeling. But and you assume there are like six thousand character models. <laughs> There really aren't a lot of no. them. Like you can you can figure out how many there are. Like in London, you have essentially four big studios, which is ILM, NPC, uh, Framestore, and then Double Negative or DNEG. And you can figure out how many people they have, which is maybe around a thousand each. And now you can figure out how many of those are character modelers. Maybe you have ten per studio, yeah, max. Know. Yeah, I, I think we have five artists to create this whole game <laughs> and Media Molecule. 70, 50, 70 people? Fi- yeah, between 50 and 70. Sort of depends on contractors and yeah, yeah, who's yeah. working off So that just shows how, how few this is. Like, like yeah. I think in London, there are maybe 40 character artists who's working, like maximum. I would say yeah. maximum. And then a lot of people, they do some like digi-doubles or the hard surface or whatnot. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but full-time? Dedicated characters. Really aren't a lot. And yeah. if you are if you're in, a, in an environment where you essentially have 40 colleagues mm. in the entire city, in the biggest <laughs> <laughs> one of the biggest cities in Europe and the biggest creative industry and you get a bad rep I mean don't do yeah, that it's bad. really a small industry here yeah because I mean the thing is you might be applying to the company but it's still the people in the department yeah. and oftentimes maybe they'll talk to people in the department yeah. Yeah. like hey do you know this this guy or gal how does this happened work? to me just this week like I got <laughs> a like another character model I was like hey I know you, know you. like do you what do you know about this person? Yeah. And then you can essentially make or break your career. Like yeah. this is why I'm, I keep stressing soft skills. Obviously, your hard skills are the first things. Like we're not gonna hire somebody from the street. Like mm. you know, like if you're if you are the best person in the world, but you, your skills is as a baker. You're probably an amazing baker, <laughs> but turns out we don't really need that. It know? would be nice, though. That would be I amazing. I would not mind. If, yeah. if you know baking One bit. and <laughs> and CG, you are welcome You're to be golden. our friend. Oh, man, that's, that's a golden combo. I think you can use it to your advantage, though, knowing that the industry is small as well. Absolutely. And that some areas of it is just very, very saturated because it's very attractive, like a creature, character modelers, concept artists as well that if you want to be smart about it, you can maybe try and fall a bit outside of those niches because there are a lot of people who want to be concept artists, but reality is that it's very saturated market and and there are a lot of people who are very good at it. Like, I wanted to be a concept artist and I looked at (laughs) ArtStation and I was like, this will be my future competition. I don't think I am capable of that. So I decided to go for modeling instead, uh, which I enjoyed immensely Mm. uh, too and I just knew that that was at least to begin with gonna give me a smoother path into the industry now I am actually a concept artist (laughs) funny enough I mean not accidentally though of course that's because you had the skills you know yeah but like the entry level it made it a lot easier for me to transition smoothly into the industry by not trying to take like the toughest of the toughest things head-on as a student because I mean if a studio is looking for a specific role they're like oh this person over here is mm-hmm. the best. You're like kind of not good, so yeah. we'll hire the best. Yeah, that's actually I think a topic we should actually talk about concept artists because that's something I yeah. see 
all the time, uh, particularly in, in schools like the Animation Workshop, because yeah. that's such an art-focused school. Mm-hmm. Um, here in the UK, it's less focused on that because it's more technical. But in general, there are so many people who want to become concept artists. And you can totally do it. You can absolutely, totally become a concept artist. Yeah. But sure. just know what you're up against. We want to. We just want to stress here that you can do whatever you want to. Like, there is no limit here. Like, there are, the reason you know you can do whatever you want to is because other people have done it in the past. Yeah. Like, we became models. That are, that are fairly fairly quickly in our career and that's you know other people have done it in the past you can do it just be aware that it's really hard going in as a concept artist might be the hardest thing you can do in this industry like that is i, I literally cannot think of a harder job no. to do that maybe like president yeah. of pixar or you know like, <laughs> like a high management position but as a an artist role i would say concept artist is the hardest thing to go in as it's, yeah it is especially because and I didn't know this, but during the concept phase of Dreams, I had no idea how mentally exhausting it can be to mm. come up with new ideas every day, yeah. eight hours a day, because you realize that creativity is not sort of like an infinite power that you have. It actually <laughs> runs out and has to it's recharge. Not. <laughs> no, I wish, right? You need like one of those infinity stones. Yeah, I really do. A concept art infinity stones. I think stones. we need a couple of those. I really do. So it just takes a lot of mental energy to keep on pumping out those great ideas. Yeah. Um, you become good at it, though. I didn't Absolutely. also realize that it's actually a skill you can learn. And if you feel like you're sitting out there and, oh, I can't never be a good concept artist because I'm not great at coming up with brilliant storytelling and ideas... That might be true at that time, but you can absolutely learn it. It is actually a muscle that you can train to become really stronger, uh, which was a surprise to me. But yeah, that's a lot of mental energy that goes into it. We only see the pretty results and we think, yeah. oh, that result is so satisfying. But the process of getting there, like once you familiarize yourself with that, uh, it takes it takes a huge amount of energy. I think an interesting thing. one there is, um, uh, we've, we've talked about that in the past as well, the difference between a concept artist mm. and an illustrator mm. you know because I, I think a lot yeah. of people going into concept art assume that it's the finished works that they yes. see on art station yeah, the promotional they go like, oh the promotional oh yeah that's totally yeah. no that's that's that is a totally different thing. Concept yeah. artists might, might be able to paint that as well. Concept art is yeah. often really, really ugly. Yeah, it's, it's like <laughs> like Yeah, it's literally Collaging. like the way I've been doing this a lot is you, you just take some shitty photos and you're mm-hmm. just throwing them together and you paint a little bit over them. This It doesn't look nice. You can't present it to anyone, but it gets the idea across. Yeah. You, are, you are an idea artist often. It's like, how does this mechanically work? It doesn't have to it doesn't have to be super pretty it just has to be a schematic yeah so yeah. just really like Morton's saying here concept artist is not equal to illustrator i think you've got to be be able to be an illustrator yeah. but concept art is essentially get out a lot of quick ideas it's mm-hmm. not about spend three months on oil painting for like something here like <laughs> no. it's it's get out a lot of quick ideas it's like yeah. the difference between doing um, like if you're doing modeling and you're doing zebra sculpts mm-hmm. versus doing a finished production model. Yeah, zebra cowboy. Zebra cowboy versus there's there's a difference yeah. there. Yeah, I can't so. be compared. Elaborating on what you just said about getting out a lot of quick ideas, I want to stress that doesn't matter if you're a concept artist or whatever it is you want to pursue in this industry, that quantity matters and it matters a lot. Mm. In school, we often as students create these one or two sketches and we fall deeply in love with one of them and we don't really explore further, which means that we're going to noodle around in that same like initial idea yeah. for the, the full duration of the, uh, of the project. But if you create 
200 of those, then throw them out and create 200 more. You become very detached yeah. and you no longer project sort of like your personal feelings into your creation. And then uh, this magical thing happens, which is like you become brave and you take bold decisions and you try ridiculous thing. You need to really push it beyond the limits yeah. to get an original design and then you can always pull it back. So yeah. it's important to have quantity because it makes you go a little bit crazy <laughs> and take some, some mad decisions. And then you pull those back and you actually end up with something that's going to, you know, resonate with the people who see it. So just quantity, it matters. So yeah. Create lots. It means that lots. you are not going to fall in love with your ideas. And that is yeah. terrifying. Because first off, if somebody tells you, like, you've been spending three months on, like, a game level <laughs> or something like I've that. I've been there. <laughs> I have been there. And then they tell you to throw it out. That's that's beyond devastating. I mean, I don't think you ever reach a point where you go, this is fine. This happened to me on the last film I worked on. I spent, like, two months on a character. Yeah. And that was a Black <laughs> Friday. That was not good. I remember that email, though. Oh. I was just... I just hear oh. the character name in the email, and I just go... Oh. oh, I mean, and then they send out another email. Oh, and that was hurts. another character, another ass <laughs> yeah. that I've done, and that you know that that stuff is rough, and it's like we we've been through this a lot. Like this has happened a fair few times. Yeah, but once this thing you've been spending like two months on gets cut, like it's it, it hurts. It does. But that said, it hurts a lot less than you know if you get used to it. Yeah, it's like you get used to the abuse, get used to the pain, <laughs> get used to the pain, but also don't let it take away your ability to just go 100% no. at the task. Don't become apathetic towards it. Yeah, exactly. That's usually, a very Usually I hate when people say this, and we actually talked about it mm -hmm. just today, but um, just think of the positives. <laughs> yeah. like, think just of, think of Think of what you learned from those three, yeah. two or three months where you created an entire character or an entire level. Yeah. You're probably going to be happy about it's this It's going to be better yeah. the second time. <laughs> but, and it is going to be better the second time. And that's actually also an important note that I wanted to talk about today is what is the core of the idea and what it is you're trying to communicate. And we were talking about the example uh, just now that what if you get an assignment to create a really cute and fluffy creature and you go ahead and create like a zombie rabbit. I don't know. <laughs> it might be the most amazing zombie rabbit the world has ever, ever seen. But it doesn't matter. We don't want you, a zombie rabbit. We, <laughs> was not like that's not the core of the story no. and what it is we're trying to tell you so you gotta be prepared to just chug it it doesn't matter if you thought that was a great idea and that's what you wanted for it's no. not for you the work is not as soon as you got get out there and get a job and you get paid to do it the work doesn't essentially belong to you anymore i mean by definition they pay you for your work like they, exactly. they buy your labor exactly yeah. so you need to serve that core purpose and yeah. the better you do that the better you're able to story tell in your work yeah to serve it, the better of an artist you're going to eventually become. I think that's why it's so important to keep that sort of young artist spirit yeah. and do work in your spare time. Yeah. I mean, there's obviously things that, that come in the way of that for, for us. You know, we have flip normals, yeah. which takes up most of our time. And we don't really get to sculpt that much when no. we're not working. But it's important to take your time to it, when you're, especially when you're still learning, yeah. mm -hmm. but also really when is. you're just working. Because... I think it keeps you more sane. Yeah, I think it's creating art for yourself, uh, yeah. oh, which yeah. is very important because <laughs> money and I creativity, yeah. I know, yeah. Money and creativity is hard to marry yeah. a lot of the times because you are not creating for yourself at work. Yeah. So I think that's why it's important. It kindles that little spirit inside of you. And nobody's going to look at your personal work and be like, this is shit, throw it out. Because, I mean, you're like, I'm not. Like, you're like, that's your work. And so if you just lost three three months worth of work, I mean, just 
your spare time projects are still there. Mm-hmm. You still have all the love and creativity you have in those. I mean, maybe you hate them after a while, but that's a whole <laughs> different thing. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole different topic. <laughs> I think, a whole I different think it's interesting. I've, I've done it a few times where I've gone back to older projects that I made three, four, five years mm. ago. Uh, and the foundation was still decent. Mm-hmm. And then I applied the skills that I have now yeah. to them, which really sort of leveled them up. Because yeah. it's, it's much easier to start from something than yeah, starting yeah, from yeah, scratch. Absolutely. Um, it's that's amazing something. you can do that, though. Like, I find that that's sort of a closed chapter. It's like uh, visiting yeah. an ex-boyfriend or something. It's just wrong. I yeah, can't, but, but I it's can't. still nice, though, because it means that if you're starting from scratch for something, you have yeah. to find all the reference and all that. This is kind of like, I'm just going to dig up my old zebra skull and just work on that. You just put on your headphones and you just do the work. And it's yeah. kind of mindless. It's not True. that... Because if I start a new project, I spend legit like a few days just on reference. Yeah. Yeah. Which brings us actually to an important point here about the way you do start your personal pieces and all that. Like, you... You gotta have story in it. Like you don't yeah. just, it, you don't just go. I'm gonna make a knight or a robot, mm-hmm. and it's a scary-looking robot. Like you gotta think about the story of it. Why does this character exist? Like particularly, like let's say it's a knight. I, I see this a lot when student in student work. It's just it's just a knight in shining armor. Yeah, but why do you care? Like, yeah, what is the yeah. story? What era yeah. is it from? I specifically, had a student who I was dealing with a few years ago, which was this. It was just it was just a knight. But tell me where you know what area? Like, how old is he? Has yeah. this gone been through generations? Did he lose someone? What yeah, does he feel like? All these kind of all things. Of like, it's look at Game of Thrones. There's so much story in the armors of it. Like. What kind of armor is, is the hound wearing compared to like the Baratheons? You know, it's a it, it fits their character. Yeah. And if you can do that, suddenly looking at an image evokes emotion. It's like like when you bring up Game of Thrones, it's actually an interesting uh, comparison. When you look at um, the hound sort of in the beginning, mm. and then versus like Jaime Lannister, you look at Jaime Lannister in the beginning, mm. and you just there's not a lot of story. He's like a shining knight in pristine armor. Yeah. There's not a lot of yeah. character there. No. You look at the hound. There's already something yeah, going exactly. on. But then Jamie Lannister yeah. later in Game of Thrones, yeah. you know, chopped up hand. He doesn't. Ooh, spoilers in season three. Oh, oh yeah, if you haven't, <laughs> haven't Back seen in that. 2012. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm going to say that one is. Uh, it does, that's legit. It by now. But <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's, it's too, bad. Yeah. <laughs> too bad. I think it's an interesting sort of difference there yeah. between where. It's not that there's no storytelling with that yeah. kind of knight. Jamie isn't a bad character, it's just that he's a very clean character. Mm hmm. Yeah, and since we work in a visual medium and we often just have that one picture to mm. make it resonate, like go for the hound, go for clear visual storytelling, yeah. at least in I my mean, opinion. I would be much more interested in seeing a, a hound concept versus yeah. a Jamie Lannister yeah, concept. Absolutely. Just because absolutely. The, the sort of, if specifically if we're talking about knights now, yeah. you know. We can talk about knights. We can talk about that's knights. That's a cool topic. Because I mean, you have... You have <laughs> we're you talking have, about knights now. <laughs> various eras, various armors. But if it's just like, you know, it's the he just came out of the baby knife, uh, <laughs> baby knife, baby knight factory. You know, he's perfect armor, perfect weapons, yeah. no dents, no scratches. Yeah. There's nothing about him yet. Yeah. Whereas... Uh, Why do you care? You make up the story that, I don't know, his house was burnt down, his yeah. kid was murdered, and his yeah. wife was kidnapped. And, and he, he looks yeah. like a dog. He looks like a dog or something. <laughs> he looks like a dog. <laughs> like, it's not something that you have to describe in your drawing. And what, no. like we talked about, there's no... You don't have to do a complete story piece where no. you see the knight losing his wife in the house. No. It's just, how do, how do all these things yeah. reflect on him? But as long as you know that, and as long as you try and feel that, when you paint that picture, some of that is clearly going to come through. You, yeah. As long as you think about it, it's impossible to not get it in the picture. Listen to, like, 
har vi lyttet til nogen, der tager God of War soundtrack og channel that rage and yeah. put it in your character. Shout out to uh, God of War. That, uh, is it out now? No, it's, it's, it's coming co- out the 20th of April. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> it's not not simple. sponsored, just excited. Just very excited. <laughs> we'll, we'll get another one of those. We had that guy that was like, oh, guy, you're totally sponsored by Autodesk to like uh, <laughs> talk to, about Blender. To talk shit about Blender or something. Guys, we're not sponsored by Autodesk <laughs> to talk about Blender. We, we, we're independent here. Now it's going to be like, oh, you guys are totally sponsored by Sony yeah <laughs> we are we are a sponsor of course by Game of Thrones though and, uh, <laughs> oh yeah, we'll oh, totally yeah. Uh, yeah and the Lannister that's family that's like old news <laughs> the Lannister family you know the Lannisters always pay or yeah. something I'll take some gold <laughs> <laughs> exactly I think I think we we kind of segue a bit a bit too far away from art <laughs> but I actually wanted I actually wanted to point about this though about the story stuff yeah we once had a teacher can't remember his name German I think his name was Gabor yeah Gabor Is Gabor was amazing he was amazing because like he was he worked on if anyone ever seen the old film called Anastasia mm, late like, 90s yeah yeah exactly really nice anime Very film nice stuff. one of the cool things about this was all the historical uh, costumes mm. it's a full 2D animated movie and he was one of the costumes designers uh, costume and character designers yeah. I think and having a chat with him about because he was so into story. He knew when it, everything about this. It was he, like, he was so historical when it came to all the costumes. And like you talked about him, you presented something for him. He was like, oh yeah, maybe you could add this from yeah. this era. This would look cool. Just because he wanted to introduce story yeah. into the costume. And not to limit you. It wasn't that, oh, these boots weren't available in 1640. No. They came in 1630. It's more... It just it just makes it feel more credible. It yeah. means that you know your research, and he also knew everything about about costumes. If, that was yeah, it was that very was impressive. insane. <laughs> but it just that kind of stuff is a valuable skill. I mean, the the thing you don't have to necessarily know everything about costumes. I really don't. I don't know anything about costumes. But what what we do have is we have this analytical skill. Like if I were to mm-hmm. make like a cowboy or a knight or something, I would learn everything there was to know about that. I worked on Pirates of the Caribbean at five. Best movie ever. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, guys, it's awesome. And I worked on some, uh, and I worked on some sharks there. And you can't just go shark and just make zombie shark. You gotta, you gotta do some research here. Yeah. You know, like I, I read everything there was to know about on Wikipedia on the, on great whites and sharks. Turns out sharks are awesome, but the, but just having that knowledge really informed my decisions. Mm-hmm. Turns out sharks don't really have ribs. Who knew? Oh or, really? Yeah, they don't have ribs. But. Oh, yeah, they have cartilage. But didn't the didn't the sharks in no? Paris they don't. Like... They totally. Maybe they had ribs maybe. in the movie. Maybe that's why <laughs> but, I'm angry about but it. But it's okay because you need to know the rules before you can break them. <laughs> oh, so it's excused. That's, that's how. That's how <laughs> you do it. Yeah. P- point point is though, like uh, just by by knowing that, yeah, they still have ribs. But now I can be angry about it. <laughs> now you're like, God damn it, they don't have ribs. <laughs> but it's just a whole just just really get some in depth knowledge. Like why did, why did they not have ribs? Uh, they just don't. They just have cartilage. It's a style choice. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I think it just keeps them super light. So is it like? Is oh it, yeah, that would make sense. So is is it like inflexible as well? Probably. Is yeah. everything where we have ribs, right? Like everything in between is that covered in cartilage? Yeah, I think like, so. Yeah, uh, and then you also cartilage and then you also have. Uh, <laughs> they also yeah. have uh, the gills there as well. Just if you you can look through their mouth and see if you look inside the mouth, oh, you can I've see through that. the yeah, shark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just crazy. So, I mean, the point about this, we do like talking about knights and sharks because they're awesome and you could probably combine <laughs> them into some insane beast here. But it's just a whole... A film idea right there. Yeah, film idea. Uh, just It's just about learning all this. And if you, you know, when you want to 
going back to the core topic here, how do you find your way as an artist and how do you get your goals here? One of the key things is once you do produce art, really go in depth into it. It's not just an old man you're doing or drawing. Yeah, be or a bit obsessive that. about it. Be yeah. a bit obsessive. Read Wikipedia. Actually yeah. get some knowledge here because if you just Google like old man or knight, you just get boring ideas. But if yeah. you Google like Georgian 16th century armor, you yeah. get specificity to it. Absolutely. And, and talking about that uh, specifically, try and see if you can find real life reference as well because if your only yes. reference is things that has already been through someone else's brain and like <laughs> output into a pretty picture some of that real life reference and that grounds it has been lost already yeah. and it will be diluted even more if you interpret their interpretation so please find reference in nature in real life on your street in your house yeah. uh, it's gonna make your work more original as well because it's gonna be your perception of the world we live in which is always more interesting like we've, we have we have had friends Say that's well, I guess uh, maybe they're not. We, our we still have friends. I guess we still <laughs> do. We though. I, I have a friend. <laughs> um, that that a in, friend. <laughs> a friend. In terms of reference, they were so stubborn and so stuck in that way about if I take inspiration from anything mm. else, look at reference, then it's not mine anymore. I that's, steal that's, as much as I can. That's BS. Like, that, you yeah. s- steal everything that you can... St- do it tastefully, though. You don't yeah. want to be able to see that it's a copy. Yeah, Copying uh, is very, very no. different than getting inspired yeah. by it. Yeah, there's a, there is a difference. Yeah, yeah, I mean, don't just do a control C, control V here, but yeah. you can have, be heavily inspired but by it. But also, everything is done by your hands, so it's going to be definition, your take on something. So yeah. I really wouldn't be too worried about that no. if you can't see that it's a direct copy. Yeah. I think when you uh, also when you're copying other people's work like I guess you find someone where you're doing a 3d model mm. or you're doing concept to the concept or i don't know music or whatever it is by trying to replicate what someone else has done with your ears with your hands mm. you learn a lot from their process you really do. Yeah. but then at the same time you start to develop that i've, I've actually yeah. talked to my brother about it he's recently got into photography a lot and he was talking about you know finding his style mm. in terms of film and photography and I think my best advice to him was that it, it don't don't worry about it. Yeah. Like don't yeah, don't, don't chase don't it. Don't chase that like oh, I have to have a personal style. Yeah. But it's really impossible almost not to with quantity and with experience and Eventually. with yes it just happens on its own. It's very hard to have that from the get-go because you don't have enough material to get it from yet. Like that's why I'm like we're stressing this point that quantity. There are no shortcuts here. Like you have to put in all of the hours, and then that personal style will come with that eventually. It's impossible for it not to because it's your brain. It's your unique perspective yeah. on the world yeah, you'll, so, you'll land on something yeah. that you really like it's, don't worry uh, about it some people just maybe they only draw sexy girls and yeah. some people only draw scary monsters mm-hmm. and then they start to develop those things yeah. and they have a very unique take on it yeah. mm-hmm. and I, yeah I wouldn't I really wouldn't stress too much about it, it was something I stressed out about yeah, me too. a lot Massively. in school but, the, but now we all have distinct styles as well you can clearly tell if this is a Morton sculpt or Henning sculpt or whatnot like just from the sculpt they itself they don't exist anymore <laughs> there's nothing being sculpted <laughs> apart from a Godzilla which we're going to do a tutorial about which failed oh, rest in peace rest oh, in yeah. peace but one, one of the things about like getting your own style I think that's a Miles Davis quote which is like it takes a long time to play like yourself yeah. like you know it, good quote, when, yeah it really yeah. is so it's like when you get started with with trying to play something or you know you want to start creating art you don't know the basics it's like you can't have a good writing style if you don't know the, the alphabet like if you don't know language 
like the way I see style is kind of like a byproduct of your consistent work. It's just something which just kind of develops. Yeah. I mean, unless you're trying to just replicate something scientific, like if you're just here is a here is a model of a bolt and here is a model of a shoe or something, and you replicate that exactly, then there is no style because then you're just replicating reality. But the moment you do creative work, if you just keep doing that, you will develop your own style. Yeah, I think a, a cool example that came to mind was actually a hard surface. 3D example mm. was uh, v- Vitaly Bogorov. Oh yeah, he's such a beast. Like it's 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 interesting because he, in in my view, sort of, he sort of recreates reality. So yeah. he makes hard surface things, and he has that kit bash thing with with the which is fantastic panels and nuts and bolts. But he still has a style yeah, within does. the hard surface uh, thing, which is super cool to see. Because yeah. I, I wouldn't immediately think about oh yeah, if you do uh, mech stuff and sci-fi panels and things. You'll probably just make the things, but yeah. I feel like he has a very distinct style Absolutely. in there. Yeah. And I think you see that a lot with... Uh, maybe that's why people are so concerned about it now as well, is that you often see the people that are the most popular are most of the times people with one thing that they do. Yeah. They're, they're really into that one thing, yeah. and they do that thing very well. Yeah, they're highly specialized. Yeah. But also what you got to realize is that they have many more hours probably put into this than you maybe currently have and there will always be someone out there who's better than you by the way that's just a fact that we all have to learn to live (laughs) with Uh, because there are no shortcuts to this you absolutely have to put in the hours every single day it's one of those annoying things where there are no magic tricks there are no unicorns Uh, it's just down to hard work lots of consistency i thought that was Um, why you were on this Podcasting with us to, to, to give, tell us to give the unicorn. Now you I'm tell us there are no secrets. We're like forty minutes into this. <laughs> now you tell us there are no secrets. Jesus God Christ, Amelia, this leaving. is incredibly what a rude. <laughs> yeah, we should just end it now. Yeah. Well, thanks everyone. It's been fun. <laughs> but yeah, like Emilia is saying here, I think this is this is this is one of the key things I keep stressing about when I'm, I keep having talks around and all that. There are just no secrets. Consistency is just the key for everything mm-hmm. here. I mean, yeah, there are some pretty good videos on YouTube from Flip Momos about uh, top five productivity tips in ZBrush and all that kind of stuff, but that's what they are. They're tips on productivity. They're tips yeah. on how to do this kind of thing here. If somebody tells you they have this one weird trick on how to improve your life or all that, like it's like how to get six-pack abs in 10 weeks, <laughs> you know, like lose 10 kilos in a, in a week, you know, like this stuff doesn't exist. The only way... How to become an artist and work in the industry in two months. Yeah, exactly. Like That's what yeah. we were talking about before in the school video. If somebody mm. tells you how can you, if you can become a full production artist in three months, they are most likely lying to you. If or you, they have a time machine. Or they have a time machine. That would be pretty cool. Yeah. But mo- I, I'm going to take a guess they don't have that. Probably not. So <laughs> so the thing you got to do is you got to realize this here is a long-term game here. Yeah. Like if we, we both, Mort uh, and I were both starting, we were like 16, like it's ages yeah. ago. But And, and the reason why... Literally we, hundreds of years ago. <laughs> Eons ago. <laughs> Eons ago when we got started back at Seabrush 2. I was still an egg. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know, the reason we, we've been, we, we got to where we are now in, in our careers and where reason Amelia is in, as a fairly high-level concept artist and 3D artist and Media Molecule is not because we found a book which explains how to do no. art, or uh, these are 200 pages of game no. art, or read a book on anatomy, now we know anatomy. It's because you keep sculpting, you keep doing art every single day for a lot of hours, and 
And that's really the key here. Like I've seen people in school who maybe they worked harder than me. I mean, we worked a lot of hours, but I'm sure there were people who worked who worked harder. Doesn't matter if you don't do it consistently. Yeah. Low low to medium intensity over time beats high intensity over short time. Absolutely. It's kind of how like the Grand Canyon is made from a river. Like it's <laughs> like you, you you can use dynamite to drill that stuff out, but you know it's just low intensity or high intensity you know whatever works for you don't burn yourself to a crisp here but just keep doing this kind of stuff over and over and over again and um, and you'll be fine i saw i saw a talk with a guy when i when i got started he was he was a really good painter and he was saying that i've been doing this for 10 years now every single day you have like if you spend like five hours in this every single day for 10 years how can you suck yeah. it's like yeah, it's impossible. like you i mean that said, you can practice wrong. That's you can, you know, if you are not analytical in any way, you, you you will suck. But let's say you do have... You just draw stick figures five hours a day. Yeah, you know, you, you're not going to get... You They're going to be amazing. There is a peak, though, to how good a stick figures can be. But if you are analytical and if you keep having an honest view on your art yeah. and you keep doing this for every single day for for Keep 10 challenging years yourself, you Th- that, that's one thing i used to do a lot when i was learning and, and i still do is like i write down my weaknesses i was thinking like well first got to school i couldn't really draw <laughs> and that's terrible so then i spent every single every single life drawing session just drawing drawing life drawings because that was my weakness and then once i got more into 3d i was like all right texturing is a weakness learn mari and then i'm also thinking about what is my current weakness i still do that and if you always reinforce your weakest point yeah you end up being a fairly well, well-rounded artist, and then you, of course, you gotta keep reinforcing your strongest points as well. But just don't keep... let those go. No, I don't want to yeah, let no. those go. But in general, just keep being consistent over a long period of time, and have a clear goal. Like again, Grand Canyon, it's made over millions of years. I'm sure I don't know anything about Grand Canyon. It's made <laughs> over a long period of time, but it's focused. You know, it's not just random water everywhere. It's a focused effort over just such a long yeah, time here so, so best advice be the grand canyon be the, be, grand be canyon. the water in the <laughs> grand canyon <laughs> i think the be water canyon. my friend i can't remember who said this but it, we were watching something and um it was like about the whole trying to find the secret to life mm. right and you go if, if you if you look for the easy way out and you want the easy way out like the easy quick fix mm. it's not going to be once you get let's say you get it right mm. you get it and it's great it'll not be very satisfying. No. You'll be super tired of, of it after a little while because you didn't fight to get it and yeah. it's not going to be very memorable. Yeah, what you put in is what you're going to get out. Yeah. But if you spend five, ten years doing something that you really love, you pursue it and you pursue it for the challenge, that's something that's going to be really rewarding yes. instead of just... Oh, I got it now. It's yeah, like, it's you know, when you're playing video games and you and you, you put it on the lowest setting, you put it on easy mode. Yeah, you can slay monsters like crazy, but you get bored after five minutes. Here. My Dark Souls is so popular. <laughs> <laughs> like, I really feel like the way you get, you get, you get like enjoyment out of art and all that. It's not by doing easy things, it's by doing really hard things. Yeah. But doing really hard things and succeeding there. Yes, you will fail a lot and you, you will have imposter syndrome and all these nasty things there, but it's all about conquering the really hard things there is the whole i don't play dark soul because it's too hard so my point is kind of moot here but <laughs> but it's a whole don't play on easy mode because the rewards are a lot higher it's like you, it's it's pretty yeah it's pretty comparable the rewards from easy mode versus the rewards yeah. on uh, Absolutely. hard yeah exactly i mean don't the, i feel there are two ways here you have like I mean, game analogy here like you have you have the hard mode, which is hard, and you get higher rewards. And then there are hard mode, which is a handicap. Like don't try to don't try to limit yourself 
artificially. No. no. Like, don't put a limitation on yourself. Like, I'm going to disable undo. And, like, keep undo. <laughs> you know, like, there are stupid, there are stupid limitations We here. actually didn't have undo when I started at Media Molecule because it's, like, tools that are in <laughs> development. Are you happy uh, so about that undo was, now? <laughs> I love undo. But I would actually say that not having it just makes you go... Like ninja, full on, you become sort <laughs> of true. like the rock in art. And I guess you just it's like then the you really decisions. can't be attached. You yeah, really can't be attached. So I made probably some of my most interesting. They all did now because we couldn't save Isla. <laughs> so as soon as you quit, <laughs> as soon as you quit the level, it's gone forever. Wow. So uh, yeah, good listening. So, so then I, I guess my pointer is not uh, not having a do means you get good at art, but <laughs> saving your art is good. Like yeah, don't yeah. yeah. Like there are limitations which are just stupid. Like, like, like I'm not gonna drink water for two days, or you know, I'm gonna starve myself, or you know, all these kind of things here. And, and then there are good limitations, which yeah. you know, we, we, which makes it harder for yourself. You keep going out of your comfort zone, and you mm. keep getting those crazy Dark Souls hard mode XP rewards. I think the reference thing we talked about is also part of that. You know, where reference is is definitely the key to learning new things and getting better. Yeah. But the challenge which is a good challenge, I think, is the challenge of not using reference. Mm. Seeing what you can come up with with, sure. with the sort of your the reference library you've built up. Yeah. Uh, mm. Like you talked about like you drawing a horse yeah. years ago and without reference and it didn't yeah, look like a the, horse. The way I was, uh, to, to talk about that, that's actually a funny, a funny way of doing it. Like the way I was learning, I was learning animal anatomy and I wanted to learn how to draw a horse. It turns out they're pretty bloody hard to draw. So the way uh, I was doing it was I was trying to draw a horse from memory. Which obviously I couldn't do because it's a horse and I'm a horse tour. But by doing that, I learned, like, I made mistakes. I made deliberate, well, not deliberate mistakes. I didn't screw it up on purpose. It's just I did my very best. And then I looked at a picture of a horse mm. and I understood. Now I had an intuitive understanding of where I screwed up. Yeah. If, if you're only looking at a picture of a horse and you're trying to just trace over or something, yeah, you end up with a horse. But it's not, not about it's not about a horse. Yeah. It's about her next 1,000 <laughs> horse horses. Is <laughs> the horse is a metaphor. We're talking riddles here, but like. <laughs> We've had a lot here, like Game yeah. of Thrones. Yeah. But the point here is, though, like, by setting yourself up for failure deliberately, you increase your learning to a point now yeah. that I got a more intuitive understanding of animal anatomy i think also that there's a good quote for this which i really like the kenning said he tried to draw a horse and it looked kind of crappy i think it's a good <laughs> thing sometimes to just you don't have the first idea you get it's never amazing an idea gets good by critiquing it and making yeah. it better this is actually a quote from you know the guys who did rick and morty but it's about getting a really shit idea and then critique it until it's amazing. Yeah. So don't feel like you have to throw away all of your ideas for your portfolio, whatever it is you do, because they're not amazing. Like that's that's where the hard work comes in. That's where the consistency and the yeah. hours and it, eventually it can get there. So don't feel bleak if you don't have those moments of like genius all the time. Uh, but yeah, it is the slow and steady yeah. burning that does it. But also remember that you gotta, um, you're going to be in this business for a very long time. Uh, so it's a marathon. It's it's not a sprint. So don't exhaust yourself. I think the only exception to where you can crunch like a crazy person is while you're a student, mm. because it is about building that portfolio, which is the golden ticket to get into the industry. Yeah. But once you're in the industry, just realize that once you run that marathon, there will be a next one after that. So take care of yourself. Pace it a little bit too. Like uh, we need to work hard, but we're also human beings. I think yeah. that's an important note because often it's like romanticized that we need to to kill ourselves. Oh, and, like, we're just work so hard and like yes. 
dream you about gotta be art miserable and... to be you gotta yeah. be a starving artist here turns out you don't yeah, yeah you, you don't really you, really you don't. don't have to i think that's an important note just to like squeeze in there yeah. that like you gotta pace it as yeah. well i wanted to touch on process. what you just talked about before about the whole critique thing yeah because that was something that i mean i experienced for myself and i saw a lot when i went to school as well is first of all there's like two, two different kinds of critique. There's like mm-hmm. you give or you get critique, mm-hmm. right? And I, those that's, that's definitely also skills, being able to receive critique yes. and to, to give critique. But the whole, um, if you are a student and you want to receive critique, I've seen a lot of students be afraid to actually put their work out there because yeah. they are afraid yeah. to get critique. Yeah. It's terrifying. It is. Like someone's going to tear your work apart. And, and it's personal. You know? It's very personal because you put in a lot of hours into this. You want to put it up on Polycount yeah. or, you know, wherever. Mm-hmm. But maybe you don't want to because you're afraid of what people might yeah. think. And they're like, oh, okay, you're not a really good artist or anything. But especially well, not just in the beginning, throughout your entire career. Yeah. Like, I think that's very important yeah. to never be scared of. Yeah. And it is going to hurt. Like, you are going to get some nasty comments from people. But but so what? Worse? Oh no, words. Yeah. <laughs> not oh. not bad words. <laughs> Fight the words with more good art. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like just prove them wrong. Then. Or and you are not your work no. either. Remember remember that too. Uh, but I don't think it's ever gonna be. Easy. No, no. I mean, if no. you get a super hard critique and which says that you're missing a foundation yeah. here, like I've uh, as a teacher, you know, sometimes you gotta you you have the whole. You start. You make your critique as a sandwich. It mm-hmm. starts off really good, and then then it, something positive. Then it becomes something negative, and then something positive again. But if you have ten minutes and your train is running, and these people really have a missing foundation, and you just got to tell them, you got to just lay it out on them. Like yeah. it, it's all sometimes really hard. But then you gotta you gotta just l- actually listen to what's being said. You are not being attacked. I've never given somebody feedback. And attack the person. Yeah, it's nothing to do with no, who you are as a person. No, no. It's no 100% your work. And and, and we're not trying to like I've never given critique with the intent of being mean. Like I've I, I had a little rant on Twitter about this a month ago, but when I was talking about like you don't have to give be brutally honest. You can be honest and be kind. You know, like just being being brutal for yeah, the sake of absolutely. it. Absolutely, and it's a help. You know, yeah. feedback is a wonderful thing because yeah. ultimately it will help you get to where you want to be. It's always to help somebody get better. It's just being being callous or direct or whatever. Like mm. you can do this. The purpose is to help the other person. It's not. It's not just to list what's wrong with the piece, no. even though that's tempting. Mm-hmm. But it's really. It's really to make the person improve long term, yeah. motivate them. And when I give feedback, I'm trying to fi- figure out, okay, what's good about it? And then how can you improve? And then specifically, where can you take this? Not just, uh, you can make this thing here slightly, you can fix the bicep brachio or whatnot. But like, you really, if, if you keep on this path here, show some work on where you can be in like two years. Really just motivate them long term here. Give them yeah. like a long term carrot they can chase here. Yeah. Give, giving feedback is is a skill in itself. Yeah, really. it's an art form. It's really for sure. hard to do. Especially because I think the essence of it is giving that person tools to solve that problem then and there and forever on, you know. <laughs> and forever. It's about mm-hmm. giving them the tools to become better so they don't need to rely on like lots of help yeah. helping people solve their own problems um that's what it's about it's very tricky yeah. it's uh, very hard so people who are who are great at it i have a lot of respect for them because it takes just as much practice as getting good at any other thing yeah. in art 
So we're nearing an hour here now. So is there anything? Already? Yeah, it's wow. pretty, this went fast. Hopefully for our listeners and viewers as well. <laughs> uh, is there anything you guys want to finish off with here? Like a little bit of nugget to to some artists or? We have a final note, which is <laughs> the first. Note, yeah. your first job is usually your hardest. Mm. And yeah. uh, it's a good note to end it on. I th- that's been the been my the case for me. It's yeah. also with the most anxiety involved, yes, at least for, sure. for me as a student, not knowing if you're going to make it or not. There's so much worry and anxiety yeah. bundled with that um, and just know that it will pass. And yeah. it's like, yeah, no, to, I ended because, uh, you know, when I ended on something positive, yeah. it's yeah. like, yes, your first job might be the hardest, but it's also so rewarding once yeah. you get yeah, it. Yeah, it is amazing. Yeah. And getting into the industry, starting the work, it is like a fairy tale. Yeah. And it, it, it might be romanticized a little bit, but it's awesome. So like it's, an, it's an awesome industry to yeah, be a part of. It's awesome work we get to do, games, VFX, Amazing whatever it is. Amazing people as well with incredible yeah. brains that you never thought you were going to meet. And there's so many talented people to learn yeah. from. Yeah, you work with that some of the is. best minds in the world. I mean, if you look at if you look at artists traditionally, like in throughout history, yeah, sure, you had some good guys in the 1400s and 1500s, but the best guys are alive today. Yeah. Like you, mm-hmm. didn't, you didn't miss out on some good golden age of art and a renaissance and a baroque the best minds are alive today due to the software we have available and how cheap it is yeah. you know you can get training for like for nothing online here we have some of the finest artists working mm-hmm. today and turns out a lot of them are working professionally in a game studio or a movie studio like yeah. Yeah. if you if you get in if you if you have the honor of working in one of the major studios you will work with some of the finest artists alive today and it's it's really an honor to be part of all this so, true. so while your first job is the hardest and and that is true it, it, it once you once you pass that it gets easier yeah and more fun yeah it gets more fun you have you have a lot more flexibility it's less stressful it's in this industry has a lot of problems for sure like like any mention a single industry which doesn't have problems you know like good working hours good pay creative tasks good co-workers generally pretty much every single person i've ever met in this industry is is a fantastic person Mm. they're just a bunch of good guys who Mm. who they didn't go in into this field because they want to make mad stacks of cash on wall street or something (laughs) like that like it's it's not a poorly paid field i mean it's it's fine it's more that these people went into the field with passion yeah and you can really feel that i worked with people who came from engineering and they and now they work in vfx and they said that it was a huge difference because now nobody here is 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 that focused on on like screwing somebody over to reach their career goals or whatnot? They're just here to do awesome movies and do awesome games. Yeah, and, just be excited about. And it's really a privilege to be part of all this. For sure. Yeah, and also you just have so much in common with all of these people. Yeah. So if you're like me, one of those who just never really fitted in, when you arrive in this industry, there'll be gamers and there'll be people who love films and love art, and you have all of a sudden a hundred people to connect with. Uh, with your common interests and that is really i think life-changing because you feel really at is. home mm. you know and there's a bunch of nerds a bunch of nerds and it's just a good time um, so yeah um i think i think we're going to conclude it with that yeah it's yeah. been a real pleasure having you here Amelia. Yeah. and you Thank are you. Uh, welcome to join us again if you can i would love to I mean, you're you're kinda here, if you can find the way kind of we're here every weekend right? so it's, uh, <laughs> more or less <laughs> Uh, but thank you very much for yeah. taking the time and thank you guys for, for listening in yeah, on this. Thank you. Yeah. And I guess we will see you next time. Next time. <laughs> <laughs>